Hi, everyone, and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. And I trust that you are becoming closer to the Lord each day as you learn his principles from his inspired, God-breathed word. So we're teaching you the Bible, and we're teaching you the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. John wrote this from the Isle of Patmos. He was rejected by man and sent out there, but he was received by God and given this great revelation. Remember on um, the occasion of Revelation 1 in verse 10, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And so we're sharing with you the teaching of the book of the Revelation If you download one of the apps that we are on, we're either on Podbeam, Podbean rather, we're on iHeart and Spotify and some others. And then when you get that app, then all you do is look for Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. And you should find an archive of all of the previous teachings from the very first verse of the book of the Revelation. Now, as we enter into the third chapter, we're giving a little bit of a review, and then we'll complete the chapter as Christ talks to the church at Philadelphia. Remember, Ephesus represented the first century church. Smyrna, the church during time of great suffering, A.D. 100 to 300, Pergamus, when the church and the world united, and it wasn't a great result, and that was the worldly church, or married to the world. And then there was uh, Thyatira, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamus. Thyatira was the church of continual sacrifice, A.D. 500 to 1500. Then there was Sardis, the church that was on a respirator, but also it was a time of the Reformation from A.D. 1500 to 1700. Then the church at Philadelphia represents, they were local churches, they were spiritual conditions, and then also they are portraits of this church age in which we're living in. The church at Philadelphia was a church that kept the word of God and were true to true worship and true teaching of the word of God. And then the final church is the church of Laodicea. And what we're seeing in our day and age is there are some churches that are still keeping to the word of God And then there is the Laodicean church, the lukewarm church. So we'll be looking at that in just a moment, at that in just a moment. And today's broadcast is brought to you by A Platinum Limousines. If you need a special ride to a special occasion in a limousine or a beautiful car, then you call Mike Green. He is a believer, and he will treat you right. His phone number is 410-796-7433. 
Mike Green will put you in a limousine. 410-796-7433. We're going to get into the Word of God right after this song. It's entitled, The Blessing. I think you'll enjoy it. May you have God's blessing on your life. There's more to that song. It's called The Blessing by Carrie Job. Look that up on the internet. That song will bless you. It's a prayer of blessing over your friends, your family, your loved ones, members of the body of Christ. Now, in Re- we are in Revelation, the third chapter and the seventh verse. Let me review verses seven to 10 as Christ is speaking to the church at Philadelphia. Philadelphia was in modern-day Turkey, and now 
we see that this was Asia Minor at this time. Unto the angel or the pastor of the church in Philadelphia, means lover of brother, write, These things saith he that is holy. Christ is giving this message to the church, and he's giving it to you and I today as believers. These things saith he that is holy. 1 Peter 1.15, Be holy, for the Lord says, I am holy. The word holiness carries the idea to be set apart as a child of God. Be holy, and he that is true. Christ is both holy in his character, always does what is right, always do, does what is just, and he's always faithful, and you can trust his word. He that hath the key of David, Jesus has all authority. We shared with you, this was an allusion to Isaiah 22, 22, where David's treasure keeper, Eliakim, had the key to the treasury and had the power to open it or to shut it. Just remember this, Jesus is the one with all authority and all the keys. In chapter 1, verse 18, he has the key of hell and death. So it's important to know him because he has all authority. And also, all the blessings that we have that come to us come from God. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. So Christ is our source of blessing, not the economy, not our jobs, not our skills or our education, but it is Christ who opens and shuts, who gives and can take away. Also here we see that Jesus gave us keys. He gave us keys to the kingdom in the binding and loosing that carries the idea in prayer that we can see Satan bound and we can see God loose to do great and mighty things through us as believers, Matthew 16, 13 to 18. He is the one that openeth and no man shutteth. If God has something for you to become or to do, God will make the way, as the song says, where there seems to be no way. And no man shuts, and he shuts, and no man can open it. And so the Lord is the one that opens and shuts the doors of our lives. Let us today submit ourselves to the will of God. You may be wondering, well, why didn't this work out for me? Why didn't I get this job or this house or marry this person or date this person? Well, maybe it wasn't the will of God for your life. And he is the one that opens doors and he's also the door shutter. And so I don't know if that's proper English, but he's the one that shuts doors. And he says, I know your works. Christ always gave a word of commendation to faithful believers. And he said, behold, I have set before thee an open door. This was a door of great opportunity as Philadelphia was located on a great highway 
one leading to Persia, the other leading to Rome. And so people from all over the world came through this city and had the opportunity to hear the gospel. Let us do our part in sharing the good news of Jesus. When's the last time you shared your faith with somebody or gave them a gospel track or tried to lead them to the Lord? He said, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. No man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. It's kind of like the mustard seed. It's not how much strength you have, but it's how much your dependence and faith and confidence is in the Lord. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, just a, even a small amount of faith, it can move mountains. And so he says, no man can shut it for thou hast a little strength. You've kept my word. You've guarded very carefully the word of God. And then also, what does it say? It says, and you have not denied my name. Let's in these last days not be like Peter when he warmed himself around the world's fire and denied Christ. Let's be someone that stands loyal like John the Beloved with Christ. He says, behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Maybe right now there are hostile forces against you. They might even be within the religious sector. And I'm not labeling anybody or anything, but they may come from your least likely source. When David was going to slay Goliath, you would think that his family would support him, but instead his brothers mocked him. So always remember that as you're going forward for God, sometimes your opposition's gonna come from the least likely place. Verse 10 is a powerful verse. It says, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them which dwell upon the earth. Because you're a faithful, word-honoring, word-believing person, that's an indicator that you are a true Christian. It's the word of his patience because we're remaining under trial and adversity, but guarding his word. He says, because you do that, I'm going to keep you from the hour of temptation. That is the seven-year tribulation prophesied in the book of Daniel, Daniel's 70th week. It's a seven-year period of great trial. And the Lord said, be faithful to me, and I will keep you from the hour of temptation. How will he do that? by rapturing the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to John 14, according to 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. And so thank God for his mighty deliverance. In verse 11, the Lord says, behold, I come quickly. 
not right away particularly, though he could, but it carries the idea he's going to come suddenly and unexpectedly. Jesus may come at any moment. The Bible honors those that long for and look for his appearance. He that overcometh, the Bible says, will I make a pillar. A pillar is an idea of strength and stability. If you look at the ruins of Philadelphia, you will see that the temples, the only things that remain after um, many earthquakes in the region are the pillars because they're so strong and they have a great foundation. Well, the Lord says, if you will overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil, he said, I'll make you a pillar in the temple of my God. He shall go no more out. The Philippian believers, excuse me, the Philadelphia believers had to constantly leave their city and live even without the city because there were so many tremors and so many earthquakes in the region. One particular one, I believe it was AD 17, destroyed the entire city. But our Lord says, and he shall go no more out. The Lord talks about stability for you in the future. And I will write upon him the name of my God. Not only will he give us a place, but he is going to show his possession of us, the name of our God. Imagine having that just stamped on our lives and the name of the city of my God. That would be what is called the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Those that reject Christ, according to Revelation 13, will receive a mark called the mark of the beast. But we as believers, if we will be faithful to Jesus, he will mark us with a new name, a new home, a new destination, and that will be so good to be possessed by God. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Finally today, he that hath an ear, if you're listening to this word, and I'm just giving it with the frailty of my human flesh, but it is the word of God. And so he says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. So as I'm teaching you the word of God today, again, with the frailty of my life, listen to these words, not as my words, but the scripture as the word of God. And if you will do that, the Lord will bless you. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you as a believer. If you're listening and you're not yet a believer, please receive Christ right now. Just say, Lord, I realize I'm a sinner. I repent of my sin and I turn to you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. And if you do that, he will make you his child. If you're far from God, if the world's got a chokehold on you, Run back to Jesus. Repent of the things that you've done wrong and return and do the first works as Ephesians 
uh, the church at Ephesus was told to do, and God will bless your life. This is Pastor Earl for the broadcast Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. You can reach us for prayer requests at Charisman, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N, 1234 at gmail.com. So if you send us your prayer request, we will definitely pray over your particular needs. God bless you. I love you.